Hello and welcome to How to Stay Married So Far. If you're Sorry listening. if I've got spinach in between my teeth. I've just had a lovely lunch made Mark, by Mark, that is lovely, not a nice way. Well, for those who are listening, they don't have to be Well, you're probably glad you're listening concerned. then and not watching on YouTube. You can watch us on YouTube because we film this at the same time as yeah. we record it. Yeah, we do. Um, so Mark went, dropped our daughter off very early this morning at the train station and then disappeared. Yeah, Where yeah. Did you go? I, I went off to the park for what I call a sort of pre-almost sunrise walk, just to get in charge of the day, just to sort of you know still an advantage and all that, and combat the bipolar blues and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I was just led to think I was reminded of uh, Nadia was recently in Spain, and I was just thinking about the fact that um, you know a while a long time ago i'd really struggled with you going away and having me time and all that kind of stuff um and why i well because i think within it there's always the fear of you know if someone that you're in a relationship with or this this is the kind of you could argue contorted or complicated thinking that i've I got myself tied up in knots about for years is that if someone's away from you you're out of their mind so if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And if you're out of mind, um, there's the potential for you to be forgotten. And then once forgotten, moved on from. And then once Within moved on from. Within a Shirley Valentine situation. And, and then once, well, no, not even in just a Shirley Valentine sort of way. But I think, and I think, when I think back to the relationships that I saw as a child, and there was only one, it was my nan and granddad. I remember there being a really odd tug of war between the two of them uh, about when each one of them wanted to do what the individual wanted to do mm. um my grandfather for example wanted to go to antique fairs and go for walks and my nan really railed against it didn't like it uh she you know she she made him feel silly about it and she she would be angry about it she didn't see the point of going for a walk if you weren't going somewhere for a purpose but equally that... hang on a minute you haven't actually got a bit of spirit oh, right. oh yeah sorry Check me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. We had to stop there because um, Mark did actually have a piece of speech. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, but I also remember my granddad being very moody and getting very bad tempered and, and sort of cross when Nanny, my nan, Nanny, Nanny Thelma, as we used to call her, uh, when my mum came over or Trish came over, when the women in the family came over. Because Nan and they would stand in the kitchen, as my granddad would describe it, gassing. Which was like, the idea, you know, really dismissive. The idea that everything they're talking about was irrelevant and just gassing. They're just gassing on. Wow. But I knew he'd, he, he, I would sense him bristling. And so... It's the, like my dad. I mean, my mum and dad have a very, you know, my, you know, good relationship. But actually, my dad was always pissed off when my mum used to go and do something without him. Right. Right. I mean, he didn't want to do any of those things. Yeah. I mean, I suppose a bit like me and you. You wouldn't want to go to Spain for no, a few days. No, You'd be no. like, no, but... So... But you didn't really ever want me to go to Spain for a few no. days either. No, no. And Hang on a minute. Let's just get the teeth sorted out because it's not looking well. The teeth aren't sorted. Okay. Are you sorted with your teeth? Yes. We don't need okay. to flag... You well, you're going... Darling, I'm to saving people you... people listening, I'm they don't... I'm saving you from on screen. You are constantly mucking about with your teeth. Okay. Sorry, guys. Okay. Are we editing that? Well, I think so. 
because you've got so irate about it. We don't have to edit it. It's up to you. You've embarrassed yourself now. No, darling, you've embarrassed no, yourself. No, no, you've really embarrassed. Toffee, stop licking your arse. <laughs> Toffee. Oh, my Lord. These aren't the conditions I expect for a podcast. <laughs> I demand better conditions. We demand a studio. <laughs> yeah, ACAR, someone out there, for God's sake, sort us out. Um, yes, you were saying that your, da your dad would stop. Yeah, there would be that. And my mum always used to say it as well. She would say, oh, God, he's... Oh, well, I suppose he's going to have a black face because he would get this sort of thunderous look mm. about him. He would never actually say. And, you know, a lot of people talk about that within their relationship. It's not just an old-fashioned thing. No, I agree. I think it's very difficult. I mean, you're very, very honest, and I love that about you. Um, because there would be a lot of people that would say, oh, just grow up. Mm. What's the matter with you? What's the, but it, but I understand where it comes from and you have worked a lot on it. It used to be absolutely horrendous. No, I the know. thought of telling you I was going anywhere would just be you going into some sort yeah, of. But also, the hypo and I recognise the hypocrisy of that. You know, I'm heading off to the North Pole for a month. Wow, this that is great. You. This is great um, that you've arrived at you this. Know, I, I'm going to disappear in South America for two weeks. But I'm going to head off to America to film for. 10 days. I mean, it's... But we talk a lot about this on Loose Women, you know, that there's never any question when a man has mm. to go somewhere. Mm. He'll just say it. Mm. I mean, obviously, we have Jane Moore, we have Kay, we have Charlene, who will all be exactly the same as that. They just cannot understand why anyone would say anything or ask permission. I always have the argument, I don't ask permission because I do what I want. But I think it's really nice to converse with your partner what you're yeah. doing. For instance... Um, if I had been taking Kiki to school today, I wouldn't think I had to say to you, can I take a bit of me time? Mm. But I would tell you, you know, mm. well, like, like yeah, you did isn't, isn't that basic civility? I mean, I suppose... That's basic, exactly. That's I, just I basic, that's basic manners civility. in and a it's relationship. Also, it's also orientating yourself around each other. Yeah. I mean, I always remember in the very early days of when uh, me and Izzy's mum first had her and she was going off to uh, nursery and stuff like that. I remember it became a real hot potato when I was working in a full-time job with really antisocial hours as a journalist, could suddenly be put on call to work a night shift and all that kind of stuff. I was only, what, 23. Uh, my partner wasn't, and I understood that that was frustrating, but there would be occasions where I would have to phone up and say, I can't pick up Izzy. Izzy. And there was a real resistance to that because it was considered... Your turn. My turn, mm. because that was her, understandably, I'm not having a go, but, it, you know, but the tussle, it was a difficult one to square because me time is different when it's work-related yeah. versus pleasure-related. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, that is different because you were working. Yeah. And but it impinges upon someone else's me time. So the argument there, yes. there was, it was less about mine. It was more about, hang on, these are the two days for her, understandably, that she had the freedom of not thinking about, yeah. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do But you have to be flexible in yeah. it. And also you have to communicate. So I don't think it, I don't think it means you're henpecked or controlled if you're, you float past someone, if you think something it's that nice you're doing. To say it, yeah. I mean, people get a bit stumped at Loose Women when I talk like this. They're like, oh. They can't understand it. Some women, they can't understand it. I say, listen, Mark, I, I really admire that you've spoken openly about being possessive. We all know where that comes from because of your childhood. We know we can exactly chart it back, mm. can't we, to the way that you were brought up. And you haven't stagnated in that. You've grown, you've changed, mm. you've acknowledged it, you've worked on it, you work on it. Mm. Possessiveness and jealousy doesn't just go away. It's an incredibly mm. complex mm. emotion. 
and and it's always rooted in childhood and what's gone on there so many people just stick with it their whole life and to try and unravel it and to try and improve on it to me is hugely admirable and that's why I respect it so I won't go oh yeah I'm just going off the girls I'll say I want to go on this how do you feel about it mm. um if you said to me well actually I feel really awkward and unhappy about it I would say well is that if you're putting yourself in my position, is that fair to mm. me? You know, mm. we would negotiate it. I'm not going to ever not do something just because somebody doesn't want me to do no, it. No, no, no. Because, and if you're a younger person in a, in a relationship and you're listening to this, I would definitely say that Mark and I made those mistakes when we were earlier on in our relationship, because it's easier when you're early on in a relationship, where I would compromise, where I would go, oh God, I'm just actually not going to go to mm. that because Mark will be this and Mark will be that. It doesn't work. Somebody's jealousy doesn't heal that way. Well, it's like an addiction. It really it's doesn't. Like what happens addiction. is that they'll want more and yeah. more and more, and then you'll do less and less mm. and less. Mm. And then before you know it, you're two people only looking at each other mm. because it's too scary for one or both people mm. for them to be around other people. So, well, it's interesting that we've gone to this through discussing me time, well, which you would think... Which, you know, at first sight, on paper, you go, oh, meantime, what's that? It's quite a light, fluffy thing. Mm. But but I think allowing me time for yourself and for your partner is rooted in all of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think in, in, in the smallest examples of me time, I, I remember, um, I can't remember. First of all, how would you define me time? Me time is where you're doing something solely for you without disrespecting those around you who you love. Because, I mean, if you've got children, you'll let you... you mm. This is the bit that I find really weird, is when people take umbrage at the idea that you're not going to even sort of say where you are. It, it's less about control. It's sometimes about practicalities, especially when you're in a family. Letting the kids know you're back at this time. Letting your kids know where you are. Letting your partner know, well, I think I'm not some be there. partners use that as an excuse to have a bit more control than they would normally have, though. Well, I'm because sure. say you've got teenagers mm. and your partner's going to be at home. Everyone's going to be all right. Everyone's going to get yeah, back. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. going to get fed. But sometimes that can be well. It definitely is. Well, what will the kids eat? Well, yeah, what yeah, will this? Yeah, what yeah. will no, that? No, 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 I get that. And so it's, it's a balance of that as well because it's quite good to go. Well, I don't know. I suppose yeah. you'll all eat. I mean, I think meat. Okay, so an answer to what you're asking. Me time is time without guilt yeah. for yourself and that can be guilt not just potentially created by your partner or about your partner but guilt about leaving family life guilt about time time out from work guilt about you know not even attending to stuff that other people think you should attend to so for example you know me time for me is yeah maybe i should be doing yoga mindfulness meditation and all these other things but actually i just want to lie there and i just want to flop and i want to watch some shitty Marvel series on Disney Plus without and judgment. That's why me time. And I think it's about lack of judgment. It's about it's about freedom to do it. It's about it not necessarily even being delineated by time because you know me time is about actually kicking back and stopping. And so and yet at the same time for me, I mentioned this. I can't remember. I was vlogging something the other day and I was talking about this idea. I, I like being the, on my own. Park. Yeah, yeah. I like being <laughs> on my own. There's a real... But if I was... I had no choice to be on my own, that would be a very different thing. So me time is really enjoyable when I know I have family, I have a partner, that eventually at some point we're all going to sit down and chat and do something together. 
I don't know how I would feel about that me time if it was just me, if you know what I mean. You know, is <laughs> you like me... to walk away. Huh? You like to walk away. Well, knowing I can walk back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me time to me is, I think being a parent, being a husband or a wife, there are so many joys and pleasures and privileges to that if mm. you've got a good family. And I do. I count my blessings every day that I have this lovely family. But whether you're a husband or a wife, it is always about thinking about everybody else. It's thinking about your behaviour. It's thinking about what you say and how you say it. It's checking in all the time with how other people feel. Mm. It's, it's listening. It's being All of which I love doing. I mm. love doing all that. But me time for me, and it could be flopped on the sofa with nobody here watching Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm. That could be, that's extraordinarily good me yeah. time for me because I literally just brainwash. It could be going for a walk. It could be talking to a friend, like for an hour on a phone mm. upstairs. And it could be going away. It's about dedicating time to myself or to my other relationships. Mm. That's what me time is. So... Time to just think, time to just slob, time to just wonder, sometimes to have a cry. Mm. Because even crying in a house full of people, you yes. still feel responsible in case anyone should hear you sniff. Well, it's guilt-free it? time. Isn't yeah, it? so it's guilt-free time, but it is to nurture yourself and your other relationships. Yeah. Because, like, you know, my the friends that I have, we share. You know, we all share our friends and our family and everything, and that's great. But also, you need that time when you're just... I need that time and I'm just Nadia mm. and I'm not Mark's wife or the girl's mother mm. or a daughter or a sister. Mm. We all need that, I think. Yeah. And I think what happens with that is you're, if you nurture yourself, you're actually fundamentally nurturing your relationship as well. Well, absolutely. Because if you're just nose to nose all the time, what are you bringing in and out? You well, know? weirdly, I remember the words of Dennis Healy, he of the massive eyebrows and the camera. Remember the going old... that way. Huh? Yeah, no, I know. Um, but he, he once, I remember him interviewed about what, what was the secret to his successful marriage. He had a very successful, he said, and he said it was about privacy and me time. He said it's the, the importance of allowing each other the space to do what you want. And that wasn't necessarily about having secrets. Allowing That's each a, other and allowing yourself. Well, allowing yourself. But I think, I, you know, I'm curious to know whether men have more of a problem with women, ha women having me time than women do with men. And I know it's hard to do vast generalisations. But, um, in my experience, I'm my... just thinking through all the people I know. The majority of people I know... No, I know quite a few people whose husbands are totally fine with it. Yeah, but do they want to escape the wife or do they... Does the wife want to escape? You see, when I, if I think about it as a subject... But why do we call it escape? No, no, I know, because I think see, that's what it is. See, straight away, that's a derogatory connotation. But it escape. is escape. So, for example... But I don't think we should think you, about it as escape. I think for example, whilst you were away, whilst you were away, it struck me in the mornings, you know, we both have incredibly different approaches to the morning, to the point that I think we are entirely incompatible Absolutely. in a morning. And it brings me as much unhappiness as it brings you, that I pull you down. It brings me as much unhappiness that... I know we talked about this idea of toxic, toxic positivity, which is not what I'm saying it is, but it so hijacks my ability to function in the morning... And so do I with you. No, no, no. And so do I with you. It's an equal thing, but from two opposite ends of the spectrum. And whilst you were away, I was reminded of this and I thought, God, I really, it's so quiet in the mornings. You know, it was so quiet. It was Easter. So the girls were either away or they were in bed. And it was very relaxing for me. 
And I thought, well, how can we bring that to bear on us both being here? You know, you've got your yoga and stuff that you like to do in the morning. And I thought, and we hit upon it today. The, the, the reason we're doing this podcast is because whilst I was in the park this morning, I was having me time and I made myself remove myself from you, allowing you to do the things that you were going to do this morning forcing myself into a space which normally I would think I don't want to do that I need to be getting up or going back or getting ready to work or we need to be kind of stressing about this or getting on with it or whatever and it worked it worked this morning so that by the time we got to mid-morning and we've done coffee morning and everything there was a there was a, we'd got through the hump of the morning and that was with you having your me time me having a bit of me time why are you smoking sorry with a it spit of spinach the, in your teeth. It was just the... You've was, got spinach in your teeth. Have I now? No, I'm just thought It was on. just that you decided to come in at my five minutes of peace and tranquility. Well, I've given you an hour the and a half. asana. No, my, my... A yoga goes from 8.15 to 9 and you came in at 5 to 9, which is anyone that does yoga knows I the last know one. I and, and kicked off all the dogs. You basically made the most of <laughs> Yeah, but I immediately, once I realised you were still with your ass in the air, I took myself into that room so the dogs would shut the fuck up. The concept worked, the timing might have been off. I didn't exactly know what your timings were. But, you know, but the, but the concept worked. And I think it was an interesting revelation whilst you were away that actually what we need in the mornings is our own respective me times. Well, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I've always said to you, I think you should go for a walk first thing in the morning. Yeah. It's really good for mental health. Everything I ever... All the people that I follow, all the articles I've ever read, they say, obviously, if, if somebody's in deep depression, it's a very different thing. But for general mental health, get up, get out, out in nature. Early morning will set your set your body clock, set your mind straight, and you have that time to think. And but we work very <clears throat> hard. You know, once we're back here, we're filming all day or editing. We work really, really hard. And we seem to finally have got to a bit of a place. If we can maintain this, where you go out in the morning, I'm here doing my stuff, I'm joyful, you're mm. not joyful. It's hard to be, live with somebody that isn't joyful it's in the really morning. It's really hard to live with someone who's 20 years. insanely joyful. It's hard. Every morning. It's Every hard. morning. And then when you try to introduce into our marriage that what I am is toxic I didn't say that's what you were. This bloody woman on Instagram I didn't say that's what you were. bloody book. Yeah, even toxic. I don't agree with that. I do think it's kind of stretching Jesus. the envelope a bit. But can I just, I want to go to a really important part of the whole me time thing. Because we've talked about it, it slipped into jealousy, it slipped into control, it slipped into possessiveness, it slipped into fear and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes, is it not just about a very understandable and justifiable worry that if someone is finds too much solace in that me time, they may ultimately never want to return to us time. And I'm talking about codependency and stuff like this. I seem to well, remember, I can't remember, what, I can't remember what, talking about codependency and jealousy. Yeah, I can't remember what relationship it was. It was either someone you knew or someone I knew. It's not actually something I've gone through, but right down to if someone read a book, the mm. partner would feel- Your mum. Would feel- Your mum used to say that about her partner. No, Left out. It, no, I think it was of her mum. I think it was of my nan. My dad gets quite annoyed when my mum so buries her nose so in a book. Not, exactly, gas it. If yeah. you're not there in person, yeah. standing to attention, on yeah. in service of that person at all times. It's exhausting. How can you have a lifetime? If you're planning to stay to marriage until the day you die, how can you? I mean, we are very I mean, I want locked to do in. adventuring for the rest of my life. We are very locked into each other. And yeah. I think we both like that. And we are codependent. And, we, and we're and we okay with that. We tried to have therapy to make us not codependent. And we didn't really like it. So we went back to 
<laughs> didn't we? Do you remember? It was, it was like, yeah, it was this is really weird. We're really trying to just completely change. Yeah. And and because I think we're both Scorpios and we're quite intense, that intensity is good. But it's very important for us to be mindful that we don't just do that because yeah. it's not healthy. It's not good for a relationship. But also your me time often pivots around other people, whereas my me time really pivots around me time mm. on my own. I would like to have more time in the house by myself. Right, yeah. I, I, I like just every so often, like, an hour, and I think this is the case for everybody, isn't it? You come home and then you're all home together and, you know, and weekends you're all together, which is lovely. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't change any of that. But I do sometimes love just to think... Oh, I'd love to be going out and on the razzle every night. I just like to have... Um, you look at what your... Look at what? Your, what is happening? This is you, right? Because <laughs> this is what we're... Eat, right, I'm going to have to describe. Well, well, I'm going to have to describe for the podcast listener, not no. the person as you. He's now twirling his pen as hard as he can. His left eye is twitching with his Dennis Healy <laughs> eyebrow, and he's starting to go. Oh, I'd like to be on the razzle because what you've taken, you've taken that on as an insult to you. That I say, I would like some time in the house. No, but I, I would like. Oh, no, no, no. But can I just say this is an important thing? No, quite the opposite. And I've talked to my homeopath about this Ooh, a lot. He's bringing out the big yeah. guns. <laughs> I, and this isn't this isn't creative, by, but I have guilt about going out and doing stuff of an evening. I wish you wouldn't. No, I wish I wouldn't. And it's not. I'm not even saying it necessarily. So, for example, I could be out doing something in London every night of the week. Not necessarily with people. I'm a solitary beast. I'm sure part of what you're saying there is you wish I had more of an engaged and busy social life so no. that I could go out. More. Do you know what? I, you know, Do you know what? Do you know what? This is classic marriage stuff. You're now writing a script. I'm not, okay. That is not my script. Okay. I'm even talking about when you and the girls all pop down or go to the park or have have a pizza. You are now writing a script that no. says to you, I, she wishes that I have this, this, this. I could be out yeah. every night. Do you see how extreme you No, 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 no. To? But it, it, the point I'm trying to make is I get myself tied up in knots when I do me time sometimes. You know, I do. I, I get myself into a place of thinking um, she's going to be annoyed. I've got to... I, I should be back. I don't know. No, no. I've just said countless no, times. You don't create that reality. Yeah. I create that reality now. No, I think but it's I'm a asking you it's why. A com yeah, I think it's a combination of previous relationships in which my every waking minute needed to be accounted for. He still says to me, we've been married 20 years, right? He still says to me, is it okay if I have a bath? Well, no. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, it What's was hard. It was, I mean, I don't want to name names, but it was hardwired in. There was, I was in some very controlling relationships. And I, I think part of that was possibly because I was a live wire. Now we're discovering it could have been my ADHD. All these things that perhaps made me a little bit unmanageable and excitable... Um, you know, people really wanted to oh, control magical. me. No, but people really wanted to control me. And I had to account for the extent to which I had to is up for quest, up for debate, but I felt I had to mm. account for almost my every minute. Do you think that so that could have been projecting? Because that's actually what you want the other way around. And maybe possibly, it's possibly. a screwed up good thing because you're 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 expecting what you would expect mm. because you do want to know everything and it's not just within a relationship. People that suffer with anxiety, people that have had difficult childhoods, want to know absolutely everything every yeah. minute yeah. because if they're There's on security. everything every minute, something bad won't happen. Yeah. Well, something bad could still happen. It's yeah, not going to yeah, make yeah. any difference. Yeah. But that's what anxiety is. So I wonder whether actually 
that is just a projection of the demands you would like to be mm. able to make back. Yeah, I think so. I mean, for example, this is a funny little kind of sidebar. Um, I think our last chat was about when Harry met Sally, and I know Woody Allen is a, a as a name now. He's become a sort of cancelled character, but he made some very funny films, and a lot of his observations about relationships were spot on. And I can't remember which one it was. It could, I think it might have been Annie Hall, where he introduces his partner, his girlfriend, to all this literature and ideas and political thought and what have you. And he loves theorizing, and he's worrying. I've got a I've got a brain tumor, and yeah, and, and you know the meaning of life and all this kind of stuff. And the, work, and the thing happens to him that he's always dreaded, which is she becomes smarter than him and more educated than him. And he plays that very well. He plays that put-upon kind of emasculated male who's suddenly outstripped by... And I always remember that being a real fear of mine. I remember thinking, oh, what, do, what do I do if I, if I lure someone in with my mind and, I, I, they, and they're attracted they to me, me and they supersede me? What would I do? I mean, I don't know how this is to do with me, no, Tom. No, but, but I, I mean, think... let's face it. There's not a single thing in life that you don't worry about. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, to worry about that. I know. Jesus I know. Christ. Yeah. So I suppose you, you... baked into me time is the idea that there will never be us time again and that you're, you've lost as you interest say it out in loud, you does time. it sound as silly as it is? Uh, but I, I, I'm hoping that a number of people relate to this. And this isn't some arbitrary... <laughs> Somebody do relate to this remark. Yeah, I think. But I also do think men struggle with it more, and I do think it's that Shirley Valentine thing. I think men worry. I think men do worry that if a lot of a lot of women, if given a bit of space and brevity to consider and think about things, which me time would allow them, they may feel a freedom that means that they want to move on and maybe that's because a lot of that. men aren't treating women actually deep down they know they're not treating them in the way that they should mm. or maybe. the way that that woman wants yeah. so so for instance if we're really picking at it at the times when you was, were very controlling with your jealousy and everything your fear was that i meet might meet somebody else but actually probably what was that was rooted in was that you knew you were suffocating me mm. which is a dangerous thing to do to mm. any person mm. because even somebody that loves 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 a person if you suffocate them enough they are going to want to breathe they're mm. going to need to get oxygen because they can't breathe mm. so i think you know and if you think of the partner that might be and it doesn't have to be a husband. I mean, even in a same-sex relationship, you know, if you've got one partner that is taking the other one for granted, that is repeatedly mm. not helping in the house in the way they've asked or completely falling, you know, repeatedly falling asleep on the sofa or always on their computer, mm. you know, that, and they, they've been told that hundreds of times. Go back to a podcast that we did a couple of weeks ago about the guy who said his drip, 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 mm. drip, drip, was what brought about his divorce. If you're... If you're in that, if you are living that kind of relationship, you're going to know that you're not mm. pulling your weight in that relationship. So you are going to get probably get a bit more controlling. Mm. Whereas actually, probably what you could do is just be a bit nicer. Maybe just listen a bit more to your partner. And what no, they're I agree. Of you. But I, I, I can think of just in sort of like as we kind of get to the end, I, I can think of a guy who who I know who was in a relate who was in a relationship whose partner is very, very me time. He, he's not jealous. He's not controlling. His he's partner a, is very me Very into their, having their me time. Right. You know, they live sort of, they're not codependent, all yeah. that kind of stuff. But he would, he, he was feeling very sort of like, well, there's me time and then there's when is there us time type thing. It's like being in a relationship but only, only wanting me time. Even though the partner right. that you're not wanting to be with is okay with it because they're not 
jealous, they're not this, that, the other. Mm. But actually, they would just like you to step a little bit towards them. I think there's sometimes I see relationships where I think, bloody hell, she could perhaps tip a little bit more in towards the two of them rather than just take, Well, that's take, a take, different take, take, thing. Take. That's escaping. And I think that that's a very different yeah. subject when somebody, when people grow Yeah, so but that's where me time. But I think with the, you say it's a different thing, but I think the fear of me time is that it becomes escape yeah, time. But I mean, it's for instance, whenever I go off and I do something, you probably don't even notice. I'll always say to you, oh, should we go out for a meal? Or should we stay in a hotel? Or should we... Because I think it's about just balancing that back out. And also, when you spend a bit of time away from each other, it actually, you mm. step away and you really appreciate... Though I have to say, you never sounded once when I spoke to you from Spain like you were missing me or you appreciated no, me no, at no, all. No. In fact, you said to me, oh, I'm just wondering how on earth I can have it this nice when you're back. No, I was just talking about the mornings. I was just talking about the mornings. How can I get rid of you in the morning? Yeah. So in a sense, we mustn't be around each other in the mornings and I should go out every evening. If you're going to be a tosser, you're going to regret it. If you're going to keep talking like that when I've said something and you take the wrong end of the stick and run with it with a baton under your arm, you've got, you will pay a price. No, you've got spinach coming no, out of your seriously nose. you've got spinach just on you your You have got spinach coming out of your nose. And your breath smells of garlic. <laughs> there you go, Love guys. you. Bye.